0: you get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, you also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. for Nation, welcome back. You guys asked and asked. And asked, and we deliver clinical data management, clinical data manager, clinical data analyst. Dan, 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 Dan. How do I do? How do I do? How do I do? How do I become? How do I do this? How, data management. This is all I hear, Aditya. This is like, so we've got Aditya Sai Ramakrishna, a fan of Sadguru. Everybody go, his LinkedIn profile is underneath this video. Click on it connect, message him, tell him you watched. If you're a data manager or somebody interested in data management, this is the guy. This is the expert, guys. I tell you, I only talk about things I know. I know very little about data management, so I don't talk too much about it, but I try to bring guests, guest guru. Back in the day, I called the guest, guest guru. It got a little corny, but... You're the guest guru, Aditya, and I think it's only fitting all the way from Ireland, but your reach is global. Your network is global. I see on LinkedIn, you have a lot of followers, um, and you're going to have more now. I have a feeling you're going to have more now. This is a popular topic, Aditya. So first of all, welcome to the show. I know you have, like, we got to get into your background as well. You have a background in pharmacy. Yes. Can you bring us to how you became a data manager from, let's say, from college?
1: From college, yeah, sure Dad. I would love to.
2: Firstly, thank you for giving me this opportunity and talk. So I'm really lucky.
1: So coming to my
2: point and starting with my career, I did my pharmacy, Doctor Pharmacy, six years professional Degree program way back in India. I did one project on how to test uh, XYZ drug, and you know, it was just an observational study. And since then, the clinical study it involved too much of lab samples, everything. You know, I was initially initially uh, more interested in you know to design a case report form and how to take informed consent process and everything. So that was really interesting. It was really fascinating for me at that time. But due to limited number of
1: resources, I couldn't get, get results. But I gradually uh, progressed and yeah, I my passion to do clinical
2: research. Masters again, so I completed my graduation in 2019. I went, I came here in Ireland, likely from India after my master after my PhD, and, and I just did my masters. Meanwhile, in that I was really lucky enough to get a fellowship program in the same university.
0: So, from data manager, can you help me understand this hierarchy? From data manager data analyst, uh, mm-hmm. how does that work in most companies? Like, which one is like on the hierarchy? Okay. Which one is like harder to become? Which one's mm-hmm. entry level? How does this? I don't know anything about this stuff.
2: No, 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 worries, Dan. So yeah, the hierarchy is just pretty simple when you come into the pharma world and all. So it starts all with clinical data management, the department. start as the associate clinical data analyst so globally this might be different but in generic i'm trying to say it's associate clinical data analyst then comes the clinical data analyst then it goes with one two and three and after that it goes clinical data manager but in some some places they go with data analyst one or two and then go directly to data manager clinical data manager and after that senior data manager senior clinical research data manager then project manager, project management, data manager, then lead. Then, you know, after that, after 10 or 15 years, you have good, solid experience. You could directly jump being a director or, you know, land into associate director and data management, data operations and all that. So that's what the hierarchy levels grow in yeah, a generic way, the global perspective, yeah.
0: Okay, thank you for that. So... Does everybody need a a clinical background like you have, like a pharmacist, to become data manager?
2: No, not at all, because I, I just work with various kind of people. So if it is people who are from healthcare background, you know, who are health professionals, it's good. There's one opportunity or one way to explore. Who are not having any background, they are still welcome because we have great resources online. If you're really passionate and you want to build a career, it's always available. It's just like you need to be proactive and work upon and strive your way, you'll definitely get it.
0: I gotcha. Okay. So,
1: why, Aditya, why is clinical data manager so sought after by entry level people? How, I
0: don't, I'm confused because clinical research is a very secretive industry very mysterious and data management even more so because it's just a small part of clinical research mm-hmm. well it's a large part but it's a subsector of research so why is it that as so many people besides CRA everybody wants to be CRA also wants data management how do they even know what this is how it took me 10 years working in research to even like understand the basic how do people know with no experience what this is
2: mm-hmm. so it's pretty simple so once in in order to tap into the data management or clinical research data management the one thing you need to start with is you should have some basics of clinical research otherwise it's going to be a little difficult to understand the clinical terminology and clinical terms where you use okay specific to data management so i i would recommend anyone over the basics of clinical research or view Dan's fire video hmm. who are really wanting to start, you know, in the research area, please do watch that. I, I, I just saw that and that's where I attracted to Dan. I'm here. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so please, anyone, to get the basics, start with clinical research. After that, slowly you need to go through how do you manage data and with all. So there are various capturing tools and various different software. Uh, EDC. You mean like electronic data capturing systems? The most widely used in this field would be, you know, the Rave, Medidata Rave, and Inform. So these two are the main EDC capturing system softwares which are used by the pharma world. Right. Right. So you get what, trainings. Yeah.
0: What do you need technical uh proficiency? Like, do you need to know how to code
2: or anything like this? nothing much because these softwares are too much of auto updated that you need to get some basic trainings how to use it and how to enter the data and you know there are kind of reviews and checks and queries and all so basically
0: metadata and like you were saying and so the two things the two things you need is the edc and the iwrs you were saying those are the
1: two things yes yes
2: yes. just to get yeah just to get into because most of the uh projects which we handle in the pharma world they are being taken care of by these two things there are again various open source database systems you have online and you know mm. there's different things going so on. do you think do you think a cra would make
0: a good data manager
2: mm. it's like as i i heard from one of your videos that data manager could be a cra so if cra is because it's it's you know i don't say it's too much of opposite but you know PRAs, in the monitoring time, they do raise queries, and we are the only team, you know, keep on raising queries to the site. <laughs> I hate you, know? you
0: guys. I hate you guys. As a site owner, I hate you data <laughs> managers. The, oh sometimes, hell, I understand this. I understand it's your job, but I get the dumbest queries. Like, this is a complaint from all the sites, too, the coordinator. Mm-hmm. sometimes the data manager issues the dumbest queries. Mm-hmm. And you guys probably, I don't know if I'm wrong. Maybe you guys think it's dumb too, but are you just doing yeah. your job? Exactly. That's what yeah. I thought,
2: because there's <laughs> no way. That like- it's like multi people having, you know, different opinions and all. We think, <laughs> okay, we are trying to raise a query and we go on to get it sorted out. And the uh, site... Response not exactly what we wanted. At least not (laughs) close to that. Have you ever seen uh,
0: Have you ever seen inappropriate (laughs)
1: responses by the site? Yeah, yeah, very frequent. What's the worst?
2: What's the worst one you've seen? It's so simple. I say the log, like you know, the medication log is not uh, entered. Please do enter. They say yes. I do just quickly check and say we query one. It is not really entered. Please do check and get back. They say it's entered. And I have to put like this. I can't amend. I say, just click option, edit and amend and say no or yes. (laughs) We just say that. It's so simple. But what's like,
0: because one of my coordinator um, like argues with data managers, you know, Ah. they'll argue back. And I tell them, hey, you know, this is a person just doing their job. They're not, you know, they're not like, I don't think they're doing it on purpose to make your life miserable as a coordinator. So I'm really glad we have you on because study coordinator, they interact with the data managers every day. And I know now that I'm going to start getting back into study Mm -hmm. coordinating, it's going to be the same thing as well. You know, I have to get back into it and I'm going to be replying not only to monitor queries, but to data management queries. And it's good to know that a human being is Mm -hmm. issuing these queries. So tell me, walk me through, because I assume some of the queries are auto-generated by the system, yes.
1: Yes.
2: but
0: then when do you get involved, and then when does the CRA get involved? What's like the rules for this?
2: Sure, and I'll do, I'll do a quick thing in this. In terms of queries, as we all know, any inconsistency in the clinical trial data, it's obviously we, the data team, has the pressure and all those things, for all the CRAs or all the site team please do listen this carefully because it's all the shared and experienced emotions. We don't have any personal grads. Like we have to raise a query and you have to answer that back. It's just a part of job. So coming to Dan's question on system generated queries. Yes. So queries in the different kinds of systems, they are system generated. So they're programmed in such a way that if you just, a patient comes for a visit and you fill out XYZ form and you miss out some blank, uh, the system sees that and it, Auto, auto generates the query and it sends pop to you that, you know, please see record This thing is missing or please recall medication logs are missing. So that's what system does and Where we see that it flags into the status called open status. So the query is raised and it's open So it comes to our notice. We see we have a query target that it has to be getting down so let's say we have one trial it has a big, it's, it has many a number of ECRFs and you know there is so much missing data and the system raises, it keeps on shooting out so if the site team doesn't respond to the queries the query list goes up that's yeah. where pressure comes to data team that you know you have to get it done so we see then they send a response and once the response is, is come we just cross check and we close it out straight away if there is any inconsistency then we step in and we say requery query one if it's Say if they completed and it's not done, then we raise a requery, or else we just away close away, and all those thing happens. So this is how the technically it goes upon in any environment. It's just like this. Yes.
0: Okay, I see. So as a data manager, yes. you are you primarily issue queries with the sites after yes. the CRA issues queries. Sometimes data management issues their own queries yes. when things are not clear. This is usually where the arguments happen because I've seen coordinator and PI fight with data manager in the comments. So you deal with this every day? Is this
1: every day?
2: It's it's, it's, it's pretty much like this. It's not every day, Dan. So in terms of once the setup site goes to live, you know, the whole pressure for the data team would be once the site launches, the SIV happens and it goes to live. So the, the ECF goes to live, then we are really peaceful. And the contact trace totally happens, and all the queries slowly pile up. We slowly respond it. But when the closeout comes, it's not we who do that because the sponsor needs a clean data set. yeah, and if you don't close the queries done, and if the site doesn't respond to the queries, obviously we have to re-query it because we are responsible to answer the site that you know this data is there or not. So that's what we don't have personal grudge because we get some sponsor queries. you know, the sponsor, sometimes they are like so much of it they hire their data managers and they send the queries that, you know, raise it in your system and do that. And they are so particular with this because they want to, you know, for explicit reason, they want to end the trial and they want the data to be very clean and they yeah. put pressure on us. And that's where we go raising, raising.
0: And it makes sense because at the end of the day, um, this is what the end product is for a site, right? It's uh it's data. And for a study, this is the end product is data. There's nothing else. We're not selling physical goods. The sponsor is not generating anything. It's data they send to the FDA. That's okay. what the whole point of this. So it's I'm very glad you're able to come on and uh, share this with me. So can you walk me through a day, a typical day? Is every day the same?
2: No, uh, because it it again depends upon, you know, which phase you are hung up, (laughs) because if you're in setup phase and you have almost five to six trials, and depending upon the team we have or people of four or five, including data manager, we have a senior data manager, then we have the data analyst two, one, you know, depending on the roles. Someone would be working on the build of the site, someone would be checking the UAT, I mean the user acceptance testing. And I personally am involved in ECRF designs. So initiating the ECRF ah. designs. Yeah. So these are all the things. So we get a protocol and I just see that I just have the particular design doc templates. So I go through it. I just ECRF I do the ECRF design and I send to the PM, the project manager, so that she gives her comments and the ECRF study builds on. One that builds on, yeah. That makes my life easy. So it's the other guy who takes care of the building in the online system. Like, I mean, the EDC. So they build the ECRF online and they check for edit, check, specification. You know, there are for complex things really happen right. in the background. Yeah. And once it goes live, then we are peaceful. Like the study is published <laughs> and for a couple of days, you know, we get rest so that we don't issue any queries. <laughs> and it's the site who starts actively recruiting patients, and they try to get all the data and everything. Once that's sorted, again the data is there. Then the system generates the queries, and then we are again involved to close the queries. Then again we raise the queries, any inconsistencies. So this is practically how it works. Nice. Again, setup, contact, and close out. So these two things, setup and close out, in these two phases, it's so hectic for in the data team to get all these things done because there come of things which needs to be organized which couple of things which needs to be done like in terms of we have data management plan like you know many documents many checklists like everything you have like in ops team like operations team we do have our checklist as well and then of course the craziest part is the database lock and once Mm -hmm. it's done we send all the data clean data sets to statistician and they're happy and the sponsor is happy yeah, we are headed off with another trial.
0: So what's uh? how many studies do you do on average, like at one time?
2: So uh, I'm involved in almost seven to eight. So it depends on the CRO. So my CRO is really nice. And, you know, we handled a couple of studies because I was handling food clinical trials. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, something of the probiotic samples and all. And now we are generalized and, you know, we are also having the device studies as well. So... The data is very less in terms of device studies because the sample would be less, but in terms of other the sample again is high and you know, it again depends on the area which we do. So typically it would be somewhere around four to five studies and it again depends because not focusing all the four to five studies at a time because we work on queries sometimes, sometimes new study comes up, we look into ECIF design. So it's like you know, part of it we do.
1: I, uh, give me the honest answer here. Yeah.
0: Do you data managers actually know the protocol? Yes. We yeah. do need the protocol. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come on, dad. It's okay. not like we don't even know what it is because I'm assuming that you have yeah. some kind of flow chart, but you mm-hmm. don't need to know the protocol, like as well as a CRA, for example,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right. Or a coordinator because mm-hmm. most CRAs don't do seven to eight studies at once they do one or two and mm-hmm. say with a coordinator you can do maybe three or four maybe yeah. five if it's not so involved but yeah. seven to eight is a good amount so yeah you yeah. can't be as proficient I don't think as the coordinator or the CRA right
2: mm-hmm. that's true Dan because you know I don't I don't personally I say I'm handling seven trials like I would be core involved in two to three trials and hmm. I would be handling the queries I'm saying. So that's what I was trying to say okay. so in terms of protocol. I was saying we do protocol review because before without reading the protocol, you can't enter the data just blind because PMs would go crazy on us. Like you don't even read the protocol. And how do you design the ECRF?
0: <laughs> I see. I see. And there's so, no so way read there's no way you can issue a query manually unless you triple check the protocol. Right?
2: Exactly. And most important part is the protocol amendments things over here Mm. because protocol keeps on changing and amendments do happen. And if you're not well-versed with the newer version of protocol and the query is just related to the old uh, protocol and the site says, you know, according to XYZ protocol, I have to go double check and get back to the people like, yeah, I have seen and I accept your query. Thank you for your response and close it. So So when a protocol protocol gets
0: amended, does the algorithm change the templates of the edc or does or somebody like you do it
2: no no it's all with the scientific team they do that the amendments are all so in terms of queries i do handle it but sometimes it's it's even like this that you know they say for example a questionnaire which needs to be at visit one or two but it has taken at visit two, but according to protocol, it should be at visit one. So that time here, it all comes clumsy. Then we they keep on trying to say, okay, protocol deviation has been logged. Yes or no, because we have to write a reason. That's where we check because in terms of, again, queries, yes, protocol deviation log. It has to be at visit one, but it's been at visit two. Yeah, Simply close the query. This I got you. I got
0: you. All right. So this is good because, you know, most of the audience is site level or CRA. So sometimes mm-hmm. they this is like a strange new world of data management. We don't see anything from it mm-hmm. except the interaction on the EDC system yeah. with people like Aditya who Aditya seems like a great data manager, but <laughs> maybe sometime there's people who don't know don't understand the protocol. I mean, is it possible? Like data manager issues query and they don't they're wrong. Has it ever been possible?
2: <laughs> it typically it's you know, it could have been somewhere with a data manager who is not that qualified. But I yeah, see. I would I wouldn't say ninety-nine percent no one does, especially data manager. Mostly he focuses upon the crucial aspects on you know how to do a data review, the safety reviews, the periodic reviews. You know gotcha. he's more into that, data manager, senior data manager. He also handled queries, but we being the data analyst levels of one, two, we be more handle into queries. So it's like nothing should be going wrong in terms of data manager. So I got again, you. It's again, well worth different meanings of that, being a data manager. So.
0: <laughs> I gotcha. you. So this is for all the sites out there. Mm-hmm. Don't argue with data manager because 99% of the time, they're going to be right, not you. Right?
2: Yeah. So if you say from a <laughs> DM perspective, I would say yes. but site doesn't agree. It's upon them. But yeah, <laughs> we do our part. So, so no...
0: So what happens when site's not responding? Like, does the CRA, do you ever call the site? You, or do you email, or are you not allowed to contact site?
2: No, no. So we just raise a query, and we do a couple of things. If that doesn't happen, we directly raise away, Uh, you know, uh, we just uh, make an Excel form, we download the query report, and we direct straight away mail to operations manager, and they have to take care of the site that, you know, the site is not responding, and we have a sponsor pressure. So that, that operations manager would raise out to the site and say, you know, you have X, Y, Z list of pending queries which are in open space and it needs to be answered. So we are we are dealing with it. I'm dealing with it and in my initial months, you know. It's I so you. tough with one of the studies, you know, it's closing out. So the best way, what what's the ideal candidate? What's the entry level
0: role again? Is it data manager or is it a... No.
2: It's associate clinical data analyst. Okay. So associate CDM it's, it's basically the starting level. Associate so CDM. Yeah, associate so CDM. You're
0: associate. gonna have a lot of people reaching out. Hey Aditya, how do I become
1: associate CDM? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the ideal candidate
2: look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the ideal thing. So as I said, get some training. So get some awareness about the clinical research basics. Again, reach out to Dan the video if you want to go through clinical research basics. And once that's done, rest all small basic things to enter into the CDM in the clinical data management field can be easily taught. And uh, yeah, uh, I I personally take with a couple of my friends or colleagues, we take this module, like way back in India, we are doing that. At the moment, we have a small module starting from, you know, what tools, what skills you need to have uh, once you are in the field of the CDM and what are the skills you need to do, you know, In terms of growth in this career, I do have some knowledge. Not being an expert, as Dan said, yeah, like Dan is an expert from my head. No, you're an expert.
0: You're an expert. Everybody needs to follow (laughs) Aditya on LinkedIn right now. If you have any interest whatsoever in data management, you need to follow him. He's a YouTube member, so he's like I'm helping him roll out programs and product to help people achieve their goals in data management. So you definitely yeah. need to reach out to him if that's the case because he's somebody to get to know when it comes to this role. What What's the future of data management? Do you ever see
1: mm-hmm.
0: data manager and CRA becoming like one position?
2: Is
1: mm,
2: It's like if you talk in terms of data management future, I have researched this part a bit more because I see Because in times of these pandemic times, so this data has been more and more. And if you see big four companies and uh, big CROs, and sponsor companies, they do hire a lot of people in the data management area, in the field of data management. And then that's what we see. And I keep on uh, subscribing and listening to the conferences, uh, you know, uh, hosted by SCDM, you know, Society of Clinical Data Management. Society of Clinical
0: Data Management
2: yeah so they say you know this comes you know it's a fusion like that i may be right or wrong but from my perspective i would say the growth is really high because the future is going to be data and then it's going to be ai and all so now the fusion is like this that you know previously data manager they have a software edc capturing system that's what we call you just open close the queries and you know you finish your job it's done but it's no nowhere, nowhere like this because technology is evolving. AI is really improving. They're trying to incorporate all these things and being this pandemic into major hurdle and most of the trials have been decentralized and everything is working from home and you know, work uh, or, or, or online. So everything is becoming E C R F. So every platform is becoming e platform you know? From E C R F to everything EDI, everything is becoming mm. electronic, And that's where I see the growth is really good and more, more time,
1: digitization.
2: Yes, and opportunities are good. The career hierarchy, you know, again, people who are really interested in this and want to really make a career out of it, you know, they have good growth uh, in upcoming years, like where you want to go and what you want to be, and this is where, what it is now. Have
0: have you seen colleagues of yours move into ClinOps and become CRA
2: and coordinator? Is this, like, common? Mm. Like my colleagues, I personally haven't seen, like one of my friends, she was just thinking to come into data management because it's so much of work from home thing. And, you know, if you have a computer and a proper internet connection, Wi-Fi, that's it. You can sit anywhere and you can work out. And so you work from uh, home. You work from home. Yeah. Like a couple of days I work from home and a couple of days I just go to office because it's my initial thing to get in touch with everyone because it's always good to you know catch up with project managers and the operation managers as well to you know just mm. show your face that you know you are there and you know you're getting but it. you don't
0: you don't have to go
2: no no I see. you don't have to go really if you just sit at have a screen and you have a, a laptop at your with good internet connection that's it you can really work on
0: but for you the benefit is going and getting yeah. to know it's different yeah, yeah it, it's again
2: like different for different people i would say because some people would prefer only work from them. so I, I like from my personality i would say i have to go and engage with other teams because i have to know them just to maintain yeah. good relations and all and just to know i'm a data guy
1: yeah they can yeah. reach
2: out to me because site reach out to the other team for various reasons and all and we should be you know little in that oh the site does reach know. out to you guys Yes, yes. I do get good amount of data export requests, like in terms of essential documents we have, you know, the data export requests, they would say change requests, ECRF change requests, so all the things it's been handled by data team. Like I they see. come to us and we do amend that online and there we go.
0: I see. Yeah. Uh wow. This is like yeah, this is uh see I've been in this industry full yeah. time sixteen years now and I don't think I ever sat down and talked to a data analyst or a data manager in my Mm -hmm. life. You know, my -hmm. only interactions was dealing on the EDC with them uh, and usually getting mad. So Aditya, who's the biggest employer, not company, but type of company of data manager and data analyst? Is it CROs? Mm -hmm. Is it sponsors? Is it vendors? Who's mm-hmm. typically like the largest employers of data management?
2: So larger employers say it's, again, the tricky thing. But from my end, I would say it's Quans. It's enhanced by LabCorp. So mm. they are, again, the vendors for, you know, again, different kind of lab things. Gotcha. they do. It's a third-party vendor. But yeah, LabCorp, it's also known as Covance earlier. Is so the, CRO,
0: that's a CRO. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's would you say CRO.
0: CROs are the biggest employers of data managers?
2: So it's not typically C- CROs. Yeah, I would say CROs are there because the sponsor has always gives it to the CROs and then they get it done, rolls out, and CRO makes it everything possible. So CROs, from my perspective, yes. And sponsor companies do have their data managers, but not at that big level because they're more into, you know, R and D rather than all this other stuff.
0: Sales and marketing.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Reaching out. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Okay.
2: Interesting. Yeah, it's like that.
0: So let's see. We give advice. We give overview. We give advice to the sites. Yes. Do you interact with CRAs ever?
2: Yes, we do have uh, independent monitors. We have in-house CRAs as well. Like not in-house CRAs, like independent monitors. We have. Mm-hmm. So we have in our CRO CRAs. We just go because in terms of closing queries, we get some targets and deadlines. So we talk to them like, you know, hey, can you please check that you respond to them and close them out because we have a target.
0: You, you just email them the CRA directly?
2: Yes. No, not, not me personally because I'm the data analyst or so manager does or, you know, data manager has through data manager does basically. So, so it'd be dad- like
0: either the data manager or the assistant. Doing no,
2: it's is, like yeah the data manager or the operations if it's external uh, monitor if it is external monitors then operations manager because we have different sites i think our cro has one site in u.s chicago as well so yeah we do have a, a external monitor where our operation manager reads to her or him and then we get it done
0: yeah it's like i see i see yeah and you're, you're you work on international trials so Your sites could be all over the world.
2: Yes, it could be. Yeah. I work on a couple of multi center files. Yeah.
0: I see. But for the most part, are they Europe based or US? Uh,
2: Like a bit of Europe based and Europe based, mostly Europe based, and then a bit of USA. That's it. So we are mostly in that. We are really expanding. (laughs) Our team is really expanding. It's
1: really good. Yeah.
2: So I'm looking at your LinkedIn.
0: I love the said guru on the background Mm -hmm. he's a awesome guy i recommend everyone read inner engineering so you've got you know you're going to be putting out some content um data management type of stuff education there's a need there's a huge need for this like i said how is it possible 16 years i worked in this industry i know almost nothing about what you guys do I mean I don't know how that's possible but it is and that's I think that's a huge opportunity for mm-hmm. you to uh run with it and yes, yes. and you you do this uh, you teach people so I like this um I really appreciate you coming on aditya and anything else you want to <laughs> add or anything we did not discuss that you think is important
2: so I think that's all pretty much we discussed discuss the importance and you know the top lead notch for CDM and know what's the career progress and growth for people around so yeah it's all pretty much all discussed So yeah one thing I would like to just end off with you know I just connected with Dan seeing the title like yeah I'm a, not a fan I'm also more to Sadhguru what he does in terms of yoga or meditation and all so people who really want to reach out you know a lot, lot of content like Dan puts free it's always online in terms of yoga meditation for people who want you know, they can reach them out online and i specifically the term guru like in india we say the term guru is someone like there are many versions but for to be original in this the term guru he is the dispeller of darkness yes so but that's i learned the main that from thing.
0: Sadhguru actually from yes. his book
2: <laughs> and you know when i see dance channel clinical trials guru i see yeah of darkness. Yes. I think you throw some light in clinical research.
0: When I came <laughs> up with that name, my wife actually came up with that name. I had no idea that's wow. what it meant. I read his book two wow. years ago, and that's when I learned it. I was wow. like, wow, that's pretty cool. She just thought it sounded like a good name. And I was like, okay, I didn't care what it would be. And yeah. um, that's what it turned out to be. And now it's Guru Nation, guys guru nation and aditya is part of it and aditya is going to be doing lots of stuff over here uh on linkedin so stay tuned definitely somebody to follow definitely somebody that's very accessible on linkedin reach out come on he's got a wealth of information sharing it with you so thank you so much aditya i really appreciate it thank you Daniel. and uh we'll come on again and uh when you have things to announce and Various things like this. And I appreciate everybody watching and listening. And again, under the video or in the show notes, if you're on the podcast, click, click, click. Aditya's LinkedIn is a one click away. One click away. That's all
1: it is. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Aditya. And thank you, everybody else. And we'll mm-hmm. catch you all later. Bye-bye.